I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft. I'm joined today uh, by Jake Jackman. And first things first, we're going to go straight into big wins and surprises from the most recent games. Uh, so, Jake, do you want to start us off with uh, a key fixture you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm going to go slightly different to, to usual. Leave some of the bigger games for you. Um, but I'm going to start off with the um, the QPR Stoke game because I thought this is quite a big surprise. I had Stoke being the most likely winners in this game. Um, yeah, I thought that they've picked up a lot under Michael O'Neill. I thought QPR, after losing Naki Wells, were going to struggle to score goals. They, they created a lot of chances against uh, Swansea in the week, but they couldn't finish anything off. So I thought this is going to be a, a really good game for Stoke to go there and win and, and maybe drag QPR into that, that relegation um, fight a little bit. But QPR, you know, after going 2-0 down, to come back and win uh, 4-2 is, is an incredible result. You know, you saw Bright Samuel and Eze both getting goals. Hugo getting go- uh, goals, quite a big one. Um, I thought it was, Q- QPR can just cause problems for anybody on the day, but I, I doubted a little bit mm. the end product, but with Eze and Bright Samuel both scoring, um, Eze particularly was very good. I'm sure we might come on to him a little bit later in, in um, best performance of the weekend, but it was, it was a really good performance from QPR, and it, it it comes at a good time because they'd been on in quite a bad run of form, only taken one from their previous four, um, and with you know, threatening to, to be dragged down into what's happening at the bottom of the table. But now I think with that win, they they pull away and I can't see them having any trouble and they're probably going to stay middle of the table now, um, which is a pretty good season for QPR, really. Um, but for Stoke, it was worrying the way they capitulated. I uh, didn't think Joe Allen had a very good game. Butland made a mistake. He'd been a little bit more solid recently, but he made an error that um, for one of the goals and... It was a little bit similar to what we saw a lot under Nathan Jones. So it was, it was a worry for Stoke that they did go and lose that game. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're being dragged back into what's going on at the bottom, which I'm, we, I know we're covering a little bit more later in depth. So I'll leave that for now. But I just thought QPR played really well to come back from 4-2, uh, from 2-0 down to win 4-2. Great result and deserve all the credit. And again, they're just one of the best teams to watch when they are on it. Um, and another game... <laughs> we've, wanted... we've said that before, the, the amount of goals, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and another one for that is Cardiff, who again were involved in a in a full goal thriller at the weekend. But that's not one I want to talk mm. about. Um, Barnsley going away to Fulham. I thought I'd take this one because Barnsley are a team I've spoken so much about and kept bigging them up, kept expecting the big result to happen. Um, they'd lost so many uh, winnable games at home recently. They've in games that I thought they were going to take points. I thought Birmingham they were going to take points. I thought they were going to beat Charlton. I thought. They had a good chance against Bristol City a few weeks ago, the Wednesday game, you know, the only team that hasn't beaten Wednesday in a long time. So it's it's one of those things that it, I just kept expecting it to happen and it wasn't. But then at the weekend, they were they were excellent. They, Fulham had a lot of chances, created, uh, had 21 shots, but um, 
you got to say that Barnsley probably created the better chances. The keeper had a very good game. Woodrow was excellent on his return to Fulham with two goals and an assist. Um, mm-hmm. Brown and Chaplin both looked good. Um, yeah, it's a really good performance from Barnsley. And, it, and they were clinical, which is something they haven't really been in the last few weeks. They've, they've been creating chances and not putting them away. So to, to get a win like this away to Fulham, such an unexpected result, really does drag them back into to perhaps surviving. You know, he's still got 13 games, six points is a lot, but other likes of Charlton, Middlesbrough, Stoke going to win a lot of games? Probably not. So if, if Barnsley can, can play like that a little bit more often and and, and score and, and become more clinical, they've got a chance. It's a long shot, but it, it keeps them alive. If they'd have lost at Fulham, they'd you know, be nine points yeah. now. That, that would be them done. But the, that, that unexpected result is, is dragged them back into it and they played excellently. Um, and again, it was a, a chink in Fulham's armour and, and maybe shows that they're not quite ready to go on that, that run that they did a few seasons ago uh, over the second half of the season when they got promoted. Yeah, I think that result you've just picked out there is probably the biggest surprise. Um, definitely some big wins from this round of games, though, um, which I'm going to touch on. And I'm glad you've picked those two fixtures because I've picked three different ones. Uh, so I'm going to start with the Leeds game. We all know that. Uh, Leeds have been, you know, struggling a little bit of late. Um, they've not won in the previous three, and then they came up against a, a Bristol City side, what have been in fantastic form. And you know, if Bristol City had got the one that had closed the gap even more, in fact, they'd have been level on points on 56. So Leeds getting that one nil victory, I must say, was was a huge win for them at the top of the table, and it might just be the confidence booster to keep them on a a bit of form now that will keep them in the top two. And and obviously the fixture you mentioned with Barnsley winning, that, you know, it was even more vital for Leeds. That keeps them three three points clear from Fulham now. So, um, yes, not a massive gap, but it was certainly better than it has been a week or so ago. Uh, the other game for me, straight down at the bottom, but a bit of a surprise again was the Luton's victory away to Middlesbrough. I mean, I've not been a, a massive fan of Middlesbrough this season. Uh, I know they've got themselves you know, hovering over that relegation zone and, and quite adrift still with, with about six or seven points. Uh, but for Luton to go there, who've again now won two on the bounce, I thought they did ever so well. And I, I'm still a, a, a bit like Barnsley. I admire that they, they do attack and play some good football at times and, and do go for the win, even though, like we say, they're sat 23rd in the table. So, um, yeah, that was a, a huge win. And, and in many ways, like Barnsley, if they lost that, you could again said that they'd have been down and out. But they, they are all picking up points in the minute, at the minute, which we're going to talk about in the topics. Uh, and then the other one, which came as a bit of a surprise, was obviously uh, Preston have been on a fantastic run of form, uh, winning four of the last five games. Uh, and then they've slipped up against Millwall. Um, but what that does is move Millwall winning brings them closer to the playoffs as well. Preston's still sat in six despite the loss. Uh, Millwall in 10th now, but only four points behind Preston. And Gary Rowett said that was probably their best performance of the season, going to uh, Deepdale and getting a 1-0 win, just just for the fact that he knows Alex Neal sets up and um, they're a really difficult team to beat and play against. So, uh, yeah, Millwall getting that win was huge for them and that keeps their playoffs hopes alive as well. Uh, so let's go straight into Player of the Week. Uh, Jake, who would you like to discuss uh, first and foremost? Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of players that um, had good games at the weekend. You could talk um, about several. Just going back to the games that... that that I covered in those two. It's got Eze again was excellent. Um, mentioned him a little bit a second ago, but I'll just go 
into his stats a little bit more. He completed 92% of his passes, had two, uh, three shots, scored one goal, um, completed one dribble during the game, which which is a little bit down for him. But the 92% pass success rate is, is impressive for a player that's operating in the in the final third. Um, mm-hmm. It shows that his decision-making is coming on, and we just compare that to, to the rest of the players on the pitch. Pugh had 71, uh, Bright Samuel had 73, uh, and for Stoke Power at 66, inside 67, Campbell at 71. So it was just he was just a, a, a class above in that, that final third in terms of decision making. Very mature performance from him, and I think he's going to be one we won't be talking about on this show next season. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Corley Woodrow, excellent again. Five shots during the game, constant threat, complete three dribbles, created a lot of chances for teammates as well. He's just so central to, to Barnsley in that number 10 role. And whatever happens with Barnsley, he is a player we will be talking about on this show next season because he is not going anywhere um, because he, you know, he's, he's doing excellently and he belongs at this level, perhaps higher if he continues yeah. to perform like that. It was a great, great performance from him. Um, and excited to see what he can do with the running because he could really be the one that, that takes takes them safe. Um, going across to um, Reading now, a team we don't talk about too often because they're very much safe and not challenging in, in the top half, but I thought Ovia Jaria was very good. Um, hard work and performance from him. He got an assist. He completed four tackles, completed three dribbles. He's just so good to watch. Uh, and at 22 years, eight, uh, 22 years old, he, he is just a very, very good talent. That's become the star of this Reading team. And, and similar to uh, Eze, they're both very good to watch. And, and you often see them talked about... Um, in comparisons on Twitter between the two fan bases, mm-hmm. but they're both great players. And, and, and I think Ajari, it probably shows a little bit more than Eze in terms of, of how complete he is. He's, he's good off the ball as well, uh, as shown by his tackling stats. Very, very good. Um, it was a good performance from him. Lots of other players we could mention, but I'll, I'll let you just name a few. Yeah, I've got a few more. Um, I'm glad you touched on Ajaria actually because his assist against my team it's disappointing for me to say but it was sublime yeah um, probably you could say in many ways poor defending uh, but that through ball for Reading's goal was uh, exceptional uh, but a few more and another player that I'm I'm going to mention and it keeps cropping up now and again and for me he might be the only player that may keep wigging up this season and I know they're struggling uh, but it's key for Moore managed to get two goals I know one was a penalty um, but if he could kind of you know get a bit more consistency under his belt. Um, it could be a decent player at this level. I think um, he's really come on since Christmas. He's finding the net more often. Um, and again, Wigan, a team now with that 2 all, two all draw uh, that they picked up, um, all bottom three clubs managing to pick up points this weekend. And I think, yeah, Kiefer Moore certainly had another great game. I'm going to mention, uh, we've already touched on, Barnsley's win um, and, and the players in attack but I'm going to mention uh, Collins in goal I thought he was fantastic keeping a clean sheet against Fulham particularly how this season we've said you know the forward line that Fulham have got that you know at home as well would expect to be scoring so I think he certainly needs a shout out and then based on uh, recent form and you know conceding more goals since Christmas than they had done prior to the new year is um, is Leeds United. I'm going to mention Ailing and Cooper, both of them as a pair. I thought they were exceptional at the back, uh, really solid this time again, managing to keep a, a clean sheet in front of you know the goalkeeper Casiri who made a mistake last week, and yeah, to to get that clean sheet 
as a defensive pair, I think, again, will give them a huge confidence boost and, and just might be what they needed at, at this stage of the season. Uh, but one of the results we've not touched on, Jake, uh, so far is Friday night's um, four-all draw, draw between Swansea and Hull. Now, neither of these teams at the minute, you could say, are going to go down. Uh, neither of them are probably at this stage going to go up, even though Swansea they are in with a shout five points off Preston in six. Uh, but with it being a four-all draw, does that have to be one of the contenders for the game of the season? And and if not, uh, what is the game of the season so far for you? Um, I think this is a difficult one, really. It's um, Because there's so many good games. I think if you're going for pure entertainment value and, and goals, then it's got to be up mm. there, you know, four goals from each team. It it was action-packed, especially when it's one, one all at... Um, Half time, perhaps maybe the half of the half of the season coming in the second half. Um, yeah, with all those goals, but it was it was a topsy turvy one, which made it quite entertaining to watch. You know, you had Hull going ahead three times, and then Swansea getting it back to four three, and then the late equaliser. And that late equaliser really does make it for me. I think it was a uh, great to see Hull um, bounce back. Um, I think we've. We we've said a lot about Bowen and Grisicki, but managing to score four goals without them, um, very impressive. Um, yeah, I thought Madison was very good. Um, but yeah, it, it, I'm not sure if I think it's the, the best game of the season. But off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many others. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So it's a difficult one. They just come all the time in the championship. You know, you just, you get so used to it. I thought the Leeds-Mill game a few weeks ago at 3-2 was a good game. Yeah. Um, there were just just so many. Um, and and I've watched, um, I think it was around New Year, Brentford-QPR was a good game that I saw on the telly. That was quite entertaining. There's so many good games. It, it's so difficult. I'd, I'd I'd probably say out of not having many other options, I'd I'd say yes, it, it has to be considered it just for the for the for the fact that both teams were leading and the late equaliser just just makes it a great spectacle. But you could talk about a game every week. There's a good great game in the championship every single week, and you, yeah, we could be talking yeah. about it you know all yeah. night about the, the great games that have happened this season. Yeah, I've I've got a few written down um, that stick in my mind. And I think that the, the funny thing about the Hull versus Swansea game has to be one of the contenders for game of the season. But the thing for me that makes it not number one is the fact, like I said, both teams, you know, it, it'd have been more interesting if, if it was down, you know, they were in the relegation zone or they were both fighting for playoffs. And not only that, it's probably the first 
game this season that's probably a contender for the season that's ended in a draw. And you, you know, you said the interesting fact that when when a team scores late on and it's an equaliser, then yes, it, it just adds to the spectacle. But other games that stick out for me: um, Huddersfield two, Stoke five. If you remember that one, uh, not too long ago, a few months back. Um, and one, the reason I picked that one out is that you know. At the time, Stoke were really struggling, weren't they? As as were Huddersfield, and in many ways, that was a six point of that game. And and you know, Stoke winning that by five goals to two could certainly be the difference between them uh, staying up and not doing. And they are three points clear from uh, Wigan at the moment. So, like I say, that was essentially a six point of that game. The other one, what stuck out for me again at the top, and in in in. in Similar circumstances, uh, Leeds United 5, Birmingham City 4, if you remember that one, again, another late goal. Um, and, and in many ways, it could have the same effect that Leeds United, again, three points clear. And, and these games that I'm picking out could in many ways determine the success or failure of of these clubs um, at the end of the season. So, yeah, Leeds United 5, Birmingham 4 is probably pipping it as, as the game of the season for me so far uh, but then another one what sticks out and I know this at 24th at the minute we've talked about Barnsley quite a lot a lot this this show but their 5-3 win against QPR again not too long ago uh, but again if, if they continue on a decent run of form after this win games like that these three points that they've picked up you know particularly teams at the bottom like your Stokes and Wiggins and Barnsley's who've not won that many games this season these these are vital wins um so they're probably my top three but I'd also like to mention you know that they're games with lots of goals um, as are the next ones that I am going to talk about but they are winning by massive margins so again the game of the season you could say for Brentford was their uh, 7-0 win over Luton if you remember that one and uh, I remember that Luton went um into their next game and managed to get a win, I believe, after that, after that huge loss. Uh, so yeah, Brentford seven nil sticks out for me as well. Even though um, we tend to pick games of the season that you know are are close and there's you know winners by maybe one or just the two goals with with plenty of goals. Um, and then QPR six Cardiff one. You remember that one only about a month ago as well, where. That was just a total surprise that, um, you know, Cardiff were on this great one of form, wasn't they? And then QPR, who was sat below them in the table, managed to stick six past them. But that's the championship, isn't it? Like you've said, Jake, every week there's fantastic games. Uh, very, you know, teams are very much alike in terms of ability. And, you know, it only takes one game a week. And, you know, there's there's, there's plenty of goals scored because uh, it's a lot of attacking, free-flowing football. And, and you know, there's great strikers out there, weak defences, etc. Um, you know, plenty of goals just simply can be scored in this division and will we'll continue to do so, I believe. But for me, if I had to pick one, I'd go uh, Leeds 5, Birmingham 4, uh, St Andrews. Uh, that's probably the game of the season for me so far. Uh, but there is still, you know, every club's still got 13 games remaining. So I'm sure there'll be a few more come the end of the season. Um, But going into the bottom three in the relegation zone again, Jake, you know, Wigan sat in 22nd, Luton 23rd, Barnsley 24th. They've all picked up points recently, as we've already mentioned. But do you think with their improvement in form that there is any chance that any of them can stay up this season now? What's your thoughts on that? I think that I think we we're in for an exciting end to the season. Um at the bottom of the table. 
Um, I think for me, Wigan are the most likely ones to stay up. I think they've got... I, I just... The fact they don't lose as many games, if you look at how many games they've lost, they've only lost 16 compared to Luton with 21 and Barnsley with, with 17. They're a little bit harder to beat. Um, mm. and, and I think they've one loss in their last five. So I think that, that sort of shows that um, even the away from him, you know, they were coming up against a, a really good Cardiff team that were in form uh, and they managed to get a point there. So that was a, a good result for them. Um, Barnsley, I think, have got potential just because of, the attacking players they've got, and but the, the six points are big. big. It's, the, the difficulty I'm having is I, I don't know which team that's not currently in it will go down. I still think Stoke are too good to go down, um, and maybe nobody can ever be too good to do, go down. But I think I've seen enough from them under Michael O'Neill. I think if we've got a league table since he took over, they'd probably be in the top half. So, but in terms of that, and, and the fact they've won 10, ga- uh, 10 games this season, um. Luton, um, Luton have won nine, Barnes have won six, Wigan have won seven. So Stoke are a little bit better at winning games, which which is huge at this point of the season. I think they'll be fine. Mm. Huddersfield, I still think they're going to be fine. Um, they keep picking up points, um, even if they're not playing amazingly at times. And they do get some big losses, like they had uh, 3-0 to Cardiff in the week. But I think they, they're a lot better under the Cowleys. And I think they, they'll be fine. I think Charlton are the one I'm, I'd be worried about. But even they, they just keep picking up points. It's, and their goal difference is very good on, on minus six compared to, to the rest of the, of the bottom of the table. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really entertaining. Um, I think one of them will get out of it. I think Charlton are probably the ones likely to, to drop in. Um, but I don't know which one it'll be. I'd, I'd favour Wigan slightly, um, but I'd really like to see Barnsley go on a run. I really like watching them under Struber, and I think yeah. that they, it it would be great to see them stay up and see what they could do because I think they've got the right sort of people running the club, and I think they could go from strength to strength and maybe not challenge for the for the Premier League, but I think they could become a, a solid mid-table team in the division um, given their owners and the manager they've got. So I'm hoping they stay up, but six points is, is a lot even at this point of the season. It, it is big. And that's just—I don't think there's an obviously bad team. I think Luton are probably the ones, but back-to-back one-nil wins—you can't, mm. you can't question that. The team I, I'd really fancy to go down if they were a little bit closer um, would be Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> in their current form. <laughs> Sorry, Louis, they just seem to be well, absolutely if we get a points deduction. It might happen this season. Yeah, so, it might um, happen, but uh, it's still ongoing. Yeah, it'd be interesting so. what happens. I don't think you will, though. I think that you should be fine. Uh, and Hull mm. as well, getting that point. Even though they they didn't win the game, they've had a lot of confidence. They've still got quite a big cushion, uh, ten points on Wigan, so they should be fine. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, they've all got a difficult task, but the fact that you know Wigan have have had, um, have only lost one of their last five. Luton have got back to back wins of clean sheets would be huge for them, considering they're still averaging uh, two goals conceded a game. Barnsley that huge win over Fulham. How can that not give you anything but confidence? You know, it's huge um, mm. for them. It's it's going to be a fascinating. I, I I don't want to say any of them will be will be able to stay up. I think they've all got a good chance, but it's difficult. I think the teams they're chasing are all good as well. They're all improving. Like it, it it's a good bottom bottom of the table, bottom sort of six of the, of the table this season. It, it's difficult. If we look ahead to the weekend, I'm sure we'll cover a few of these matches in a little bit. Barnsley at home to Middlesbrough. That's a huge game. You could see them getting something out of that. Cholton v Luton is huge. If Luton go and beat Cholton, you know, complete game changer again and we're going to home to Millwall you know they've all got winnable games this weekend and, and it, it can continue they could they can all 
go on a little run. Like I, like I wouldn't be surprised if Luton beat Charlton, and that would be three wins in a row. And if you're getting that sort of form, you'd have to say that you're, you're looking like you mm. can get out of it. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah. I'm yeah. interested to hear your thoughts. I, I think they've all got a chance, but I'm not fully convinced by any of them yet. Well, I completely agree with everything you've said about, except about Sheffield Wednesday, hopefully that they go down. So <laughs> I believe that, you know, you've talked about Barnsley, Luton, Wigan, a lot of teams there. And for me, yeah, the, the likes of Barnsley, Luton, um, Stoke, they're, they're good for the division because there's you always guarantee goals, you're guaranteed surprises, mishaps, all sorts of things like, like you know, the, the Barnsley 3-0 will against Fulham. Like it, it's... It's difficult for me to say that I, I want any club to go down. Um, but yeah, I am with you in the fact that these clubs can play some great football. They're on a decent run of form. I still, and I've said all season, that for me, Wigan will go down. And I'm going to stick to that, even though they've managed to get two draws in the last two and they're sat 22nd and they've still got a fighting chance. I, I didn't think they would do at this stage. Um, but the the issue with you know, Barnsley, Luton and Wigan all picking points at the minute, is that Stoke, Huddersfield, Charlton, they are all doing as well. So they've, in many ways, you could say that they could have left it a little bit too late. Um, But there is still 13 games for each club to play. So, you know, it will change again. It'll flip on its head. You know, in another month's time, we could be talking three different teams in the relegation zone. And and in many ways, I'm, I'm with you in the fact that a few of these clubs who I've already said this season have, have gone out and have attacked and played some great football and they've got, you know, decent players on the ball. They're just defensively being let down. They concede too many goals. You know, they've, they've probably defensively got a lot of League One standard players, um, which I don't mean to sound harsh, but they just lack a bit of quality. And, and that's why they're at the bottom of the table. And it's a shame because some of these clubs have, have done ever so well. And, and I think it's good in the fact that a lot of these clubs that we're talking about, that there isn't what there's, there's usually one club at this stage of the season where you're like, they're done and dusted. They're out. They're sat on 20 points. And, you know, there's just simply no way back. But right from, like you said, right from, you could say Sheffield Wednesday, I'm not going to do, but from say Hull City, uh, right down to the bottom, eight or nine teams, any, any of those could go down. Um, and some of these clubs at the bottom now are like, you know, Luton, three wins out of the last six, are, are one of the top teams in the, in the form table. So it, it can flip on its head. And and like you say, all these six pointers that are coming up in, in the most recent fixtures at the weekend, and we're going to go into previews and predictions as well. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, but we're going to go into thoughts and feelings because there's one team that I've um, I'm going to discuss as well that are down there at the bottom I've not touched on yet, but I'll let you go first, Jake. So what's your thoughts and feelings on any club that you'd like to choose uh, for whatever reason? Yeah, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go Blackburn. Uh, have we covered them yet in thoughts and feelings? No, no, go for Blackburn. Yeah, I was. I, I think they deserve a little bit of praise. They've one of the one of only two teams to win both of their fixtures in the in the past seven days, along with Luton. Did so by a healthy scoreline of five nil. Yes, they've played Hull and Charlton, not two of the best teams um, in the league, but they're two very good wins. They're just slowly creeping up on that top six. They've been doing it for a while now, um, and they seem to be very good at winning games as well. Not too many draws um, with, with Blackburn, which is always good to see. We like that on this podcast. Um, on fifty points now, just three points off the playoffs, and. You, you look at look at their team as well. The team that played at the weekend, um, 
they've just got a lot of a lot of quality in there. Um, I think Stuart Downing is having a great season for a thirty-five-year-old. He's he's tailored his game very well to to getting older. He, he's changed the way he plays. He's got seven assists this season. Great great return. Two came at the weekend. He he seems to just be coming into form at the right time and. He has a creativity that um, not many in this league have, and you could see why he's, you know, played for the some of the biggest clubs in the country. He's played, obviously, played for um, Liverpool. Went there for twenty million pounds, and now he's in the Championship, doing well. Um, and he, he's a mm-hmm. key player for them. I think Adam Armstrong's one of the f- finds of the season, or at least one of the breakout players of the season. Um, I remember a lot of hype about him as a Newcastle fan when he was a teenager. It didn't quite happen for him at our club, but he's gone to Blackburn following a good loan spell there, and he's. You know, it seems to be play. He, he plays his best football under Tony Mowbray. He had a great loan spell at Coventry a few seasons ago when Mowbray was the manager. Gone into to Blackburn now, and this is always pinned to be his breakout season. And, and nine goals and six assists. You can see that that is it, that is you know come to pass. And if you just look at the last uh, ten games in all competitions, he's got four goals, four assists, great form. Um, He's just one of my favourite players to watch in the league. It's just low sense of gravity, the way he can beat a player. He can do some spectacular things, score some great goals. Um, he, he is destined to play in the Premier League um, again. And if that, that could come with Blackburn, but if not, he's definitely going to be one that's going to be linked with a lot of clubs this 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 summer. But yeah, I think they've got some really good players there. Um, even looking down at their bench as well, you've got Chapman and, and Brereton, uh, two talented young players um and the goalie Walton has, has done well at this level for a long time and was particularly it's been particularly good this season I think they're just a solid team um and I think that they are maybe greater than some of their parts but there is a sprinkling in a sprinkling of quality as I say in Armstrong and Downing being the the two the two pickouts from them, um, Will Buckley as well is obviously uh, not Will Buckley, sorry, uh, sorry. Um, Bradley Johnson is obviously um, well known in this division as well, and you got um, Travis next to him, and he's a really good young player. So it, they've, I just like watching them. I think Tony Mowbray's done an excellent job there. He's, he's you know really restored his reputation as a manager. I think there was some doubts um, in 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 what had happened in his previous few jobs, but he's done really well at Blackburn, got them back up here into the championship, and now they're competing for a playoff spot. Whether they get it or not, I don't know, but I, I'm very impressed with them. I think that they, they're going to be a difficult team for anybody to face over the rest of the season, uh, and they've built up a lot of confidence over the... It's been quite a sustained period for Blackburn. There's been a few losses in there, but I'd say since about December, they've been really good yeah. uh, and been picking up a lot of wins. And if you look at the games they've got coming up, tricky game at the weekend against Brentford but Brentford have sort of stepped off it a little bit they will not be looking forward to playing Blackburn then they've got a home game against Stoke and Swansea an away game against Derby a home game against Bristol City Wigan Barnsley um, yeah, winnable games coming up like I really think they're going to be in the top six in the near future I don't I'm not saying they're going to finish in the top six but I think they will be in the top six positions at some point between now and the end of the season um, okay. and I think it's going to be um, interesting to see if they can hold that onto that because there is always one team that comes up and, and surges up the table at this late stage. I think if you're looking at it now, you'd probably say it's Blackburn or Cardiff have both got the potential. Maybe Millwall. Um, so yeah, it's going to be. I think one of those teams will will go on a little bit of a run, and I think Blackburn are the one that I expect to to get into that top six. I think they've got a, a, got a great chance. 
Yeah, you've definitely got to give Tony Mowbray a pat on the back. I think he's certainly getting the best out of his players. It's interesting that a few weeks ago, and I think the reason you thought we touched on Blackburn already is because we discussed that they were the only team who never brought anybody in in the transfer window in the championship, uh, which surprised me. But you said that it was a good thing. Um, they've won two on the bounce now. Obviously, they're proving me wrong in many ways who, who questioned them, you know, their ambition this season. Uh, but yeah, sat in eighth and, you know, with with the squad that they've got and the players, yeah, they're, they're simply getting results. And one interesting thing that you might not know is that Blackburn, um, they've scored the same amount of goals as, goals as Leeds this season with 48, which is more than Fulham who were obviously Leeds and Fulham sat in second and third. So it, it just goes to show that, yeah, Blackburn are doing something right. And they, they probably will be a dark horse for the remainder of the season, like you say. It's just a question if they can get into the top six. I think they'll probably just miss out and stay around where they are. But credit where credit's due, they're having a fantastic season nonetheless. Uh, my thoughts and feelings... I'm gonna. I was gonna go for Huddersfield actually, but I'm not. I'm gonna go for Middlesbrough because uh, we didn't discuss them uh, basically in the uh, teams near the bottom that could still potentially go down. And I think the reason I've chose Middlesbrough is after that loss against Luton um, for me, which have kept Luton, you know, in in the relegation scrap and fight, is that Middlesbrough have just been so disappointing for me this season. I know in you know. I've often slagged them off in many ways and said that they've just simply not been good enough. I'm not a fan or a huge fan of Woodgate. I know that, you know, since Christmas they picked up a bit of form and they managed to get themselves, you know, out of the relegation zone and now they're sat in 18th. But just with the players they've got, you know, I know in, in seasons gone by they have had better players, but with the likes of... Britisson Belonga, you know, Ashley Fletcher, they're just, they're not doing enough for me in this divisions, particularly up front um, and, you know, flip reverse of what I've just said about Blackburn, but Middlesbrough are the second to lowest scorers in this division with 34, so played 33 games, scored 34 goals, there's only Wigan who um, have scored less and that's by one, uh, they've scored 33 and 33. So, yeah, that's why I've picked out Middlesbrough because uh, we've touched on that. All these teams at the bottom now seem to be and slowly picking up points. You know, Huddersfield, Stoke, Wigan, Luton, Barnsley. For me, Middlesbrough have still got to keep looking over their shoulder. And I really thought that, you know, the game against Luton uh, was, was a six-pointer. It was a six-pointer. And, and Luton have, again, crept right up and disappointing for Middlesbrough for me I think you know Lewis Wings having a decent season and they are a couple of players that can hold their head up high a little bit but in terms of a squad as a whole and and where I expect them to be in the league they, they should be around halfway for me based on expectations so you know there might be a, a vast improvement next season and I know you know things do take time it's it's Woodgate's first season but they should for me still be doing a lot better than where they are I didn't think that after 33 games they should be like I say looking over the shoulder and, and could could still be relegated this season I, you know it, it would be a shock if they went down but again with with these teams picking up points there's only six points in it and there's a huge game coming up um, like you mentioned against Barnsley which takes us very nicely into previews and predictions uh, so we'll do that one first so Jake what's your thoughts Saturday three o'clock uh, three key fixtures but let's start with Barnsley versus Borough what's your prediction for that 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a fascinating game, um, touching what you just said on Middlesbrough. Um, I think there had been a slight improvement around January time, but it has dropped off for them again. Um, and yeah, I think they're, they're, it's, they're on a hiding to nothing this weekend because they, they'll be looking at it and think they should go and beat Barnsley, but Barnsley have just shown their quality against Fulham. They're going to be up for it. They will have a new lease of life. And I think Barnsley are going to make it two out of two. I think they're going to beat Middlesbrough. Um, I'm going to say 2-0. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Barnsley at home, just again, the the uh, football that they can play, we, you know, they, they've they've shown this season that they can beat anybody on their day. It's just not happened enough or, you know, enough times this season. But to go to Fulham and beat them, you know, with the goals that they did score, it's got to give them a huge confidence boost. And, you know, we all know that Middlesbrough aren't as good as Fulham this season. So at home, yeah, I think they'll be really up for this. And I'm, I'm going to go... Um, 2-1 to Barnsley in that one. Uh, so let's stay near the bottom of the table. Let's now touch on, again, a three o'clock kickoff: Charlton versus Luton. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, as much as, as Luton have won their last two games, uh, Charlton are still still tough to beat. Um, I think they're gonna, it's going to be a, a low-scoring one. Um, and I think I'm going to go for... I think I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Okay, I can see why you said that because I think it's going to be a very tight game but I'm just going to edge for Charlton on this occasion just simply because of the home advantage uh, so again I'm going to go for 2-1 to Charlton in that one uh, and then the other big game that I've picked out near the top this time three o'clock kickoff Bristol City versus West Brom what's your prediction for this um yeah West Brom I thought were the better team against um Nottingham Forest uh, at the weekend. I think they, they're getting back to their best. Bristol City um, weren't very good against Leeds at all. They probably should have been more than 1-0 on the day. Um, the keeper had a very good game for Bristol City. Um, yeah. For, you know, the fact that it's at home, they might have a little bit more confidence. But yeah, I think I think West Brom are going to have enough here. I'm going to say 2-1 West Brom. Yeah, I'm, I found this one difficult because Bristol City can be fantastic at home, but they can also... Easily slip up, shall I say. Uh, I know West Brom are obviously the, the, the team's best division this season, uh, but with Bristol City being a bit Jekyll and Hyde, I'm going to go for a draw. Uh, I've got two all down for this one. I can see there being goals. You you always expect goals from Bristol City and, and West Brom. So, yeah, uh, a score draw in this one for me. Uh, but unfortunately, Jake, with that, we're out of time. So we're done for this episode. Uh, if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, now be a good time. Yeah, you can get me on uh, Twitter, adjectjap with two ends. I post anything I do there, um, Newcastle related or anything else. So give me a follow on there and check out the Premier League show this week. I did uh, host it this week, so give it a listen. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Uh, and I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. But please remember to follow the show at Championship Pod, where we upload each show uh, and we keep the latest show to our pin tweet. Uh, so thank you all for listening and we will hope to catch you next time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 